The University of Georgia Griffin Campus invites you to join us for news and information about the many and varied programs and activities at the UGA Griffin Campus. Information about gardening, the agriculture programs, and your UGA degree at the University of Georgia Griffin Campus. Your UGA degree is closer than you think. This program is made possible by Frank and Karen Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors. Listen each Thursday at 9 o'clock a.m. for the UGA Griffin Campus News. This program is produced by WKU AM 1450 and 102.3 FM and The Rock 88.9 FM and streamed live on our website, wkuradio.com. Join us now with our guests from the UGA Griffin Campus. And good morning and welcome to this week's installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. I'm WKEU AM and FM Sports Director Tony Brosky, and we have a full house today as we have the first of our annual Young Scholars programs. These are my favorite programs of the year as it gives me a chance to re-indoctrinate myself to the youth of Griffin and Spalding County and our surrounding area. I don't know that everyone is from Griffin, but we'll find that out shortly. And also joining us is the Project Manager and the YSP Coordinator on the UGA Griffin Campus, and again, another one of my very favorite guests, Miss Beatrice Cunningham. We, I wore the Georgia Tech for her today. Oh, thank you, Tony. <laughs> so, Beatrice, uh, we're, we're going to start with you. If you'll remind us, you know, a little bit about yourself and what you do on the UGA Griffin campus. Yes, good morning. Thank you, Tony, for having us today. I'm excited to be here. Like you said, this is one of my favorite times of the year, too, because we get a chance to entertain young people on the campus. So one of my major roles is serving as coordinator of the Young Scholars Program. And I've been doing this for now about 15 years. And again, it's one of my favorite times of the year because we get a chance to meet new people. Uh, these young people are very impressive. They're representing about 15 high schools from the uh, surrounding area. And we're really just excited to have them on the campus. Now, 15 schools uh, are represented on the campus this year. How do you manage to get the word out to that many institutions? Because, oh. I mean, you're having to go on a county-wide basis to get this started, I feel certain. That's exactly right. And it's been a challenge, especially since we took a two-year break with COVID. So we're excited to be hosting the Young Scholars Program again this year. But in order to get the word out, we usually depend on word of mouth from former Young Scholars because they are the biggest proponents of the program and they can share the word about what actually goes on from a student's perspective. But another thing that we do is we actually go around to the various high schools and meet with guidance counselors, the assistant principals, and then we just share information about the Young Scholars Program. We've even reached out to various 4-H coordinators to, to make sure that the 4-H people are very aware of what's going on with Young Scholars since it's geared towards food, agricultural, and environmental sciences. Well, but, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, that's it, go ahead. Okay, do, would you like to introduce the uh, Young Scholars that we have with us in studio today? I think they can introduce them. Okay, we can, do that. can do that. We're going to start with Emma Barr, who is uh, going to be working in the entomology program this summer. Emma, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, yeah, good morning. Um, I'm from Tiff County, so about two and a half hours away. You're driving two and a half hours. No, sir. I live in P or I'm staying in Peachtree City for the summer. Um, so I'm here with a friend, and we're here just learning a lot. Honestly, I've already learned a lot in the past two weeks. Well, now, you are aware. I mean, I know you're staying in Peachtree City, but they also do the Young Scholars Program on the Tifton campus. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... <laughs> Did you apply there, or did I, you know what your summer plans were going to be and then decided to try at UGA Griffin? Yeah, so I did. we didn't apply to Tifton. I applied straight to Griffin. Um, kind of wanted, like, an opportunity to 
you know, be away from home for a summer, see what, you know, get ready for what college may be like and since it's coming up. But, you know. Have you made plans for colleges yet, or right now, what is your goal? Um, so right now, like, career goal is going to be environmental law. So I'm thinking about maybe going to ABAC in Tifton for a year and then transferring to UGA, and then probably law school somewhere at UGA or Mercer, maybe stay in, the, stay in Georgia. If not, I've thought about Auburn for law school as well. Lofty goals. Okay, now, Elon Brown, you're a young scholar. You're going to be working in the Crop and Soil Sciences program. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you discovered the program, and, and how you're liking your work so far. Okay, hi, good morning. My name is Elon Brown, and I discovered it from an admissions <coughs> officer has sent an email out to our school. So I, like, looked at the emails, like, this seems interesting. So I applied, and that's how I got here. And for me, I would like to go to go to college and study psychology, actually. But I, I wanted to apply here to, like, get a more outlook on different, like, places in life to see, like, if I want to do agriculture or not. Now, Maribel Foppy, i got the same question for you. How did you find out about the program? Where do you attend school? And what are your future plans, at least for the next few years? All right. Hi, my name, <coughs> hi, my name is Maribel Foppy, and I go to Stars Mill High School. I'm an upcoming junior. I found out through my chemistry teacher. I was actually sick with COVID-19, and my chemistry teacher let us know about this opportunity in there, and I was very verbose about how I wanted to go into agricultural engineering no, at the beginning of the year. I don't mean to interrupt you, but verbose. Now, that is a very nice <laughs> use of verbiage. Thank you. That would be thanks to my English teacher in eighth grade. But um, so your future plans. Oh, yes. So I would like to go into a more humanitarian aspect. I'm not entirely sure if that would include nurse practitioning or agricultural education or even a diplomatic route. So, in the future, you could be an ideal fit on the UGA Griffin campus. I could, hopefully. Well, you know, let's, let's, I see Ms. Cunningham is, is feverishly, feverishly taking notes. So, uh, you know, there's some more verbiage, feverishly. <laughs> I could have just said something else. But now let's, let's go to Chance Matlock Carter. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, and, you know, what attracted you to the program and what your future plans are. Howdy, y'all. I'm Chance. Um, I... <clears throat> I've kind of been immersed in UGA Griffin for most of my life. I live in Griffin. My grandparent helps out. I've spent a lot of time just around the general area. But I want to go into entomology in my future, hopefully PhD. And so what better way for me to get started than hands-on entomology experience at the UGA Griffin campus? Now, when did you guys start? I mean, uh, anybody feel free, all of you, none of you, at least one of you, but... (laughs) You know, chime in. When did when did the program actually get underway? Two weeks ago. Yeah, this is our second week. And so, this is your second full week. Uh, now, how many of of the four of you are working outdoors? Um, that would be yeah. us too. Me and Mary Now, because you have picked a worse time in terms of temperatures. <laughs> yes, okay, sir. She had asked. Miss um, Beatrice had asked us like if we wanted to work outside during our internship. I was like, yes, I'm fine with that because it was cold. <laughs> but now it's it's very hot, so it's kind of iffy with the working outside. But yes. So now Chance and Emma, Chance, we found out Chance always already had an expressed interest in entomology. Emma, did, I mean, was was this something that was thrown upon you, or have you discovered an interest a weekend? Um, so I know in my interview they asked me, they were like, well, would you be interested in working with entomology? And I was like, 
sure. Like, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with bugs. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, I will say, on our way here, Chance saw a spider and just picked it up. So that's not <laughs> well, that's technically, not that's an arachnid. Expertise, that's an arachnid, yeah. technically. <laughs> so, one, two too many legs. But yes. it's still... Yeah. Points for the bravery. Were, were any of Emma and uh, and Elon and Emma were y'all gonna t- and, and Maribel were y'all gonna touch this spider? Oh, no, uh, no, I, Elon and I, I saw I it and took like five spiders. steps yeah. back and I'm like, oh, there nope. it is. Look, <laughs> Chance would have had to be my hero too, so don't worry <laughs> about that. So, so now Elon and Maribel, y'all are working in uh, crop and soil sciences. Yes. What has been your experience so far? What is it that you're working on at the moment? So far, our well, my project is working with the salt tables, and that is like going in depth with how to hold moisture into like turf grass that goes into like golf courses and things like that but also we're cutting grass uh what are we doing today um today we are harvesting tall Mm -hmm. fescue grass to figure out how we can make it appliable for turf grass rather than just pasture grass Mm -hmm. now we'll stick with you guys in crop and soil sciences for just a second do you guys have the same mentor Mm -hmm. dr paul raymer and uh, now we'll go back to our entomology with Emma and Chance. Do you guys have the same advisor for the Young Scholars Program? We do, yes, sir. Uh, Shamont Joseph is our advisor. And how are you getting along with your advisor to this point? <clears throat> well, uh, our advisor is currently not in the country. <laughs> so so is this like independent study or um, is somebody standing in? We're working in the lab with our lab tech and the undergrads who are working in the lab sorting Japanese beetles. So we've been helping with their projects. Our advisor should get back in the next week or two, and then we'll start working on our own independent projects. If he gets a chance to meet you guys, he'll hurry back even faster. You guys, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're 10 minutes in, and I'm already having a, a whole lot of fun with you guys. Uh, now, Miss Beatrice, when it comes to the mentors, you know, is this something that the, the faculty at UGA, do you have to seek them out, or is the program established to the point where they come to you? That's a very good question. So it's a mixture of both. So typically around January of every year, I reach out and send out an email to all the Griffin faculty just to see who's interested in volunteering to take a a young scholar or two or three. And I sometimes have mentors sign up to take multiple students, which is exceptional. Uh, But the, the mentors are really volunteering their time to do this. They're not being paid to do this. They just see this as a way to impart knowledge to the next generation of future scientists. So, uh, but I've also had mentors that have reached out to me and I could put one on the spot like Dr. Bari, Bokra Bari in plant pathology. This is actually her first year hosting a young scholar and she signed up for three students and she's the one that actually reached out to me. She's like, if you have any young people that want to work in the labs, put them in my lab, so. Well, you mentioned that she, she volunteered for three. Is that typical that they take more than one, or is this generally a more one-to-one student-to-mentor ratio? Generally, it's a one-to-one <coughs> student-to-mentor ratio, but when you have faculty mentors like Dr. Shamat Joseph who have lab technicians, graduate students, postdoctoral research students, uh, they have bigger labs so they can entertain more students because they have more people that can work one-on-one with those students. Well, you mentioned that, you know, the mentors do not get paid for their participation into the program. However, mm-hmm. the students do. They sure do. So, uh, you know, is this an every two-week type thing? And for you, for all four of you, is this your first paid job? Or do, do some of you work outside? I work 
I had my own business before this. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, how much more are you going to impress me, Elon? <laughs> Elon's just coming in. Right, just coming in. Because um, I used to, when I was younger, I used to own an Italian ice business. So I used to have that before. That was like my first real job before I came. So you're, you're, you're familiar with the concept of responsibility. But this, is this the first time since you, you know, it was your business? Is this the first time that you've worked under someone? Mm-hmm. Yes, and has, that, has there been any adjustment period for that to you? I mean, when you're kind of used to being your own boss, it can yeah. be a little difficult. For me, it hasn't really. It's been because working with like Miss Beatrice and Miss Ashley, they're very like, straightforward they explain everything well so no it hasn't been any like bad for me or any differently and the rest of you is this a maribel is this i a was f- a waitress <laughs> yes <laughs> in fayetteville peachtree city um, yes partners to pizza so i would say it's a little bit different because waitressing you're more interacting with people the entire time you know you're kind of keeping the facade like yay i'm happy as i'm serving you your pizza um here i would say it's a l- i think i kind of prefer the more research side because i can cut grass listen to music you know, just work and think and have more time for myself as I work. Well, you know, I'm just going to throw out an, uh, an unrelated opinion, but restaurant work has to be the hardest job <laughs> in the entire world because if people are going to be picky about anything, it's going to be food, and I'm sure you've experienced that. Yes, sir. Now, Chance, is this a first job for you? This is my first paid job. I've done lots of volunteer work, but I don't think I could be happier. I've pictured myself in a lab since the second grade Aww. and having a blast. What type of volunteer organizations have you been a part of? Um, I am a Boy Scout. I recently joined the D-Malay up in Peachtree City, the Masonic Youth Organization. Um, I've helped out with churches and with schools, all sorts of things. And Emma, down in Tifton, are you, are you, have you been gainfully employed, or is this going to be the first paycheck? Yeah, so I've been employed since I was 14. Um, 17 wow. now, so... I started my job my, as a server, like Mary Bell, um, and then now I work at Chick-fil-A in Tipton. So, so, you, so you're all, with the exception of Chance, all familiar with the concept yeah. of taxes. Yes, sir. It's kind of an eye-opening experience. Chance, be prepared. Yep. When you get that first check, you're going to say, boy, the government do take its bite, <laughs> don't it? <laughs> you feel robbed. <laughs> now, uh, what is the typical like, Miss Beatrice, well, for the, the students? I mean, they, they, I mean, this is a, a regular job. And, I mean, you're having to teach not only their, are they learning about their specific departments, but you're having to, in, you know, kind of show them the way in terms of soft skills, interviewing, business etiquette, you know, professional attitude. And what are some of the things that they learn from you guys in addition to their scientific knowledge? Yes, so that's a really, really great question. So they get to learn about the whole process of working from going through the interviewing process to being hired and having to go through the monotony and all the paperwork and bureaucracy (laughs) of getting employed through the university. So they've learned that process as well. Then they have to actually go through orientation so they can learn about what's expected of them in the workplace. Um, then they get a chance to work with their research scientists, of course. But in addition to working with the research scientists, we try to add another component to the program. On Fridays, the students get a chance to participate in college preparatory type workshops. So they meet with Miss Ashley Biles and I. I just on talked Fridays. to her on the phone. Yes, 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 yes. They meet with us on Fridays for various college preparatory workshops, and I'd love for them to share with you what their experience was like last week. Yeah, so because we only we're only two weeks into the program, so we haven't done a lot yet. But I think they can share a little bit about what their experience was like the first Friday. 
Okay, Emma, what was that like for you, particularly being more of an outsider? And I, I don't mean any offense when oh, I say no. that, just coming from so far away. I mean, <laughs> you really, I mean, you didn't have a chance to really know anybody on campus other than Ashley and Miss Beatrice. Yeah, so Friday was um, a cool experience because I will say, like, during the week, we don't necessarily see tons of other young scholars. You know, maybe at lunch we'll see each other, but there's not a ton of time for us to sit down and talk and like get to know each other better and I will say Friday was a great opportunity for that just to kind of network and make better connections with each other and then we also heard from uh, a UG her name is Madeline I can't remember her last name exactly um, but she is the new recruiter at the UGA Griffin campus I, yes. I haven't met her yet so you're one <laughs> up on me yes sir she was really cool she's really had a lot of great information about the college uh, life and experience and she's younger so you know being closer to our age it was really cool to hear from her and her experience and how she's experienced things being so close to our age. I'd be interested to know from you before we move forward about their other experiences last Friday with our other young scholars. You know, has there been an indoctrination period for you being away from home? I mean, was that, is this the first time that you've done something like this where, you know, you've had to be self-reliant? Um, yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I've really done away from home, you know, would be like camps during the summer, but I think this is pretty much like the biggest experience that I've had being away from home and having to be very independent away from my parents. And Chance, now what did you gain from last Friday? Um, it was really insightful into the general college application process, which is nice considering those applications start August 1st. Right. But really I enjoyed, we had a separate section where the heads of each college at UGA Griffin campus came and talked, and I got to hear a lot about the College of Ag at UGA Griffin, which I've thought about and look into that and have even a one-on-one -on -one conversation after about whether it's possible to continue work after the program and keep helping out at the UGA Griffin campus. Well, they do hire people all the time. I, you know, I don't know about the specifics of departments, but Elon, let's move to you. What was last Friday? What did you glean from that? Um, like um, Chance said, it was very insightful with like learning about what UGA has to offer with their campuses and what type of programs that they have because they are programs that like I never even heard about so learning that they have like very different opportunities than other colleges offer was very like insightful. And Maribel? I say it was incredibly helpful and relieving because we had oh uh, I remind me her name I'm I Dr. completely McDowell? Dr. McDowell she came and she helps with college recruitment and she explained to us like the things we need as in for our resume, resume building, volunteer hours, and it was super helpful and relieving because, you know, all of us can say college applications is a scary word. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, the, the one of the, the watchwords at UGA Griffin from Melissa Todd, one of the assistant for academic affairs, is don't pay the admission fee until you're sure you have all your ducks in a row. Because, I mean, the admission fees are, are kind of off the chain. So, yes, you know, 4400 that's the number for the UGA Griffin campus. I did that just to appease Melissa Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, was part of, Melissa was actually part of the process last Friday as well. So it was Madeline, our new campus recruiter, and Melissa Todd, who's the head of academic affairs, and then Dr. Crystal McDowell uh, with student affairs. So they all were able to share information about the Griffin campus and also about the college entrance process. Now, are all of our young scholars today first-year participants? Yes, because, you know, we were off for COVID the past two well, years. Well, yeah, I guess it would be a neat trick, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so all of these are first-year students, and we're really excited about having them here. 
Well, the reason I ask is, you know, in, in past years when we had a more normal world, there was a travel component that was involved for second and third year students within the program. Yes. Is that going to be accelerated based on circumstances? Or somebody like Maribel, who is just a junior, is she, if she decides to come back, does she, are we going to have to wait for that second year to be eligible for the travel logistics of it, the program? Yes, yeah, so we, we still have that travel component um, into the program, but it will only apply to those that return into the program and those that are actually graduating seniors who are planning to go to the University of Georgia. So a little bit about the travel component is it's an, inter an international ag immersion tour where the students have an opportunity to travel along with faculty members to Costa Rica for a seven-day faculty-led tour. Um, while they're in Costa Rica, they get a chance to do some bird watching. They attend plant and insect identification workshops. They also visit various coffee farms and fruit farms. It's kind of like doing a study abroad. And then they also get a chance to spend two nights with a local family in the Monte Verde cloud forest. So that's really an awesome experience because they get a chance to get immersed in the culture. They get a chance to talk with people using the Spanish language um, and really just get immersed in what's going on in a different country and come back typically with a completely different worldview. Como se dice? Let me just uh, throw that Como one out there dice. for you guys. <laughs> Como esta? That, yeah, that will be a, a, a much needed phrase. Yes. So are, are you, any of you guys fluent in Spanish or, or you know, have an ability to at least function if you were immersed in a culture like that? Not at all. I am actually Slightly. partially. My mom, Spanish is her first language. So did you grow up kind of your mom speaking to you in Spanish and your dad in, in English? Um, just to Yes, sir. She taught me Spanish or attempted to teach me Spanish first, but it's a little difficult to speak with your father when that happens, when he does not speak Spanish. But we learned certain words, like I learned my colors in Spanish and potty words in Spanish as well before in English. Well, we'll, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> we'll have to compare notes on that. Now, uh... As far as hours, Miss Miss Cunningham, is this a you know a typical eight to five type job for these youngsters? Yeah, that's another great question. So typically, the students work Monday through Thursdays with their mentors, um, and they put in about thirty hours per week. So that can vary depending on the work site. Meaning, some students may report Monday through Thursday eight to four thirty, and then of course they get lunch breaks or some may come in a little bit earlier because if you're working outdoors in the Georgia summer, uh, some students may even report at six o'clock. I know I, I received a message from one mentor this morning that's saying that the students are traveling to Hawkinsville to a pecan field tomorrow, but they're leaving out at six o'clock in the morning. That way they can get there early enough so that they won't be in the hot sun for a long time. Well, that Again, trip, the work hours vary, but they get about 30 hours per week with the research scientists. Well, that trip to Hawkinsville is no easy jaunt all by itself. No, it's not. Now, what about the social interaction? And we're getting back to our students today. You know, have you, in the past, and, and Ms. Cunningham, you might can, can fill me in on this. It used to be Fridays were, to a certain extent, limited you know kind of set aside for the the students to get to know one another fun activities arranged for them and then again with the uh, you know, college education skills and things like that that go with it do they still get that time on Fridays to to interact 
Yes, so they certainly get that time on Fridays to interact. So being that we've only had one Friday, fun Friday so far, I can kind of go over kind of what we did on the first one. So the first one, it was more like an introductory session where they got a chance to network and do some icebreakers to get to know each other. They played YSP, what we call YSP bingo. So students had to basically find other students that filled in certain slots in certain categories. Like for instance, if you, you had to find someone whose name may have started with the letter S. So that got the students talking to one another in order to fill up those various slots. Uh, in addition to that, the students also visited uh, a site visit, which is a campus site visit. So they went to plant pathology last week, had a chance to meet with Dr. Alfredo Martinez, Dr. Bokra Bari, and learned a little bit about what plant pathology has to offer. So what we do is each Friday we try to take the students around to various research sites so they'll learn a little bit more about agriculture and get a broader exposure than what the area that they're actually working in. So in addition to that, we also provide lunch on Friday, so that's a chance for the students to really just chill out, lay back, relax, get to know each other on a social level uh, where it's not really structured, but they get a chance to just kick it with each other. And that's, then, now that's help. <laughs> yeah, I think that's helpful. And then in addition to that, we also try to plan some fun activities. Um, so we have some fun activities planned for the next coming Fridays. I'll, I'll try I won't, to. I won't spill the beans on those then. <laughs> I, I won't, I'll try to be at least somewhat partially as hip have we exchanged snap and insta and mm -hmm. all that have we exchanged it amongst our, our fellow young scholars i would say more or less <laughs> yeah to to an extent <laughs> i mean it's so i mean was it a little bit daunting going in and when you first went in for your orientation and you didn't really know that many people if you did you knew one or two you know yes. was it easy for you guys to introduce yourselves to other people or is that something that, that comes a little unnaturally to you? Um, yeah, at least for me, this is Elon Brown. Um, it was it was pretty easy because like I feel like everybody was trying to get like the hang of things, so pretty much everybody was kind of open to speaking to other people. Well, let me ask the three of you that were previously employed, and Elon, I mean you, and Maribel and Emma. Did the fact that you have worked with the public before kind of make it easier for to open up to strangers? I mean, did that experience carry over into this one? Yes, yes, sir. Definitely. Yeah, I would. I would. Have, I would agree. Yeah. I would say serving definitely. Like you get to like have that. You kind of have. I don't know. Also, I'm a nervous talker. So, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell, I like kind of start talking to people anyways, regardless, just to calm my nerves. So I guess that kind of helps self-preservation wise. <laughs> now, is this one of the skills, Beatrice, that we're trying the, the UGA campus and the the, impro the YSP program, which, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong here, did start here on the Griffin campus back in what the late 80s. Is that one of the things that it's designed to do to not just give them the, the knowledge in, in their scientific fields in which they are, they're working this summer, but to, you know, give them skills that they'll carry forward in life? Is this, this interaction and this immersion into people of their own age, is that part of the design? Yes, so that's definitely part of the design. The main part of the program is really to expose them to the food, agricultural, and environmental sciences. Secondarily, of course, we want them to pursue STEM careers and ultimately we would love for them to choose the university of georgia and college of ag as a college choice but in addition to that we do want to teach them the soft skills that they can take with them the rest of their lives so one of the things is networking learning how to speak up and talk about your research 
learning how to present your research towards the end of the program as all the students will do and just again like networking that's a key component just being able to talk and give like elevator pitches being able to sell yourself we're going to have one of those uh, sessions a little bit later this summer too but um because this is very important, especially when it's time to start applying for colleges and applying for scholarships. It's important to go ahead and network now and get to know faculty members who can write letters of recommendation or reference letters for you. That's a big deal. It's, it stands out on your application. You have to find ways that can make your application stand out from the rest of the crowd because all of these students are exceptional students. They're already smart, but what can they do now to help them set them apart? in the future and that these students have already taken that step now by being part of the young scholars program it's it's odd i mean the the, the intelligence in the room went up exponentially when the five of you came in <laughs> but you know is that a requirement is that is that one of the things that when you're choosing who are ultimately going to make the cut is is that one of the primary things you look at and, and what other factors do you consider so we don't necessarily, well, we look at bright, being bright, of course. I mean, we want students with a good GPA, but that's not the primary requirement of the program. But we want students who have a sincere interest in working in the STEM fields. Um, so even if you may not have the best of grades, but you are interested in just being exposed to something different, we find that as an opportunity to teach them all about, <clears throat> all about what the University of Georgia has to offer. And you mentioned field trips. You know, somebody's going, they're going to Hawkinsville this week. Are there other field trips planned? And, and does each department say, like we have today with us, we have Emma and Chance who are working in entomology. We have Maribel and Elon who are working in crop and soil sciences. Does each department take its own field trip or does that depend on the types of research they might be working on? Yes, yeah, so it depends on the type of research that they're conducting. For instance, some of the people working in turf grass science, I know one mentor has taken the student to East Lake uh, Country what is it called? East Lake Country, Country Club? Yes, ma'am. Okay. The golf club up there where they yeah. play the PGA Championship and exactly. the U.S. Open on occasion and exactly. the, the TPC Championship. <laughs> Not that I know that. Yeah, it sounds like you know all about it, right? <laughs> no, but they get a chance. It, it depends on the work site. So you can visit various um, research areas that are tied, industry-related research areas. Um, and then in addition to that, the young scholars also go on a field trip. So we have a field trip scheduled for tomorrow tomorrow's friday right yep so we're going over to southern crescent technical college we'll meet with dr bethany harris who is actually a ysp alum she's also a uga griffin alum i remember her being on the program yes so she's now the head of the horticulture department at southern crescent so she's going to teach them all about horticulture they're going to also do some hands-on activities like propagating various plants. And then after that, we'll take a trip over to Callaway Gardens so they can finish up learning all about horticulture. And visit the Butterfly Garden while you're there. Definitely. Now, I have to ask, what was the, and Emma, we'll start with you and we'll work our way from left to right. Emma, what was the interview process like for you? Was that, was that daunting or, or do you feel comfortable? I mean, was there any nerves involved? We already found out Maribel is a nervous talker. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> um, I wouldn't consider myself a nervous talker, um, but I know I knew my interview was first, so I was kind of scared. I had to set the, or set the bar there, um, but I think it, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be there. It was 
very much like a conversation between Miss Ashley and I. And, um, you know, I will, they asked me a question towards the end of my interview, and they were like, they were like, well, we'll ask you a funny question. And they were like, so if you had to be a tree, like, what tree would you be? And like, so what are we, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn and Barbara Walters now? <laughs> I know. I wasn't expecting that question. But, yeah, it really wasn't as bad, like, as nerve-wracking as I thought it was going to be. And Chance, you know, you're you're a, a, an able speaker, clearly, but uh, was the interview process, was it, uh, you know, kind of nerve-wracking for you? Uh, yeah, it was, it, especially since it was my first proper job interview. It was, oh boy, I don't want to mess this up. This means a lot to me, And I, but I think I did a pretty decent job showing that it meant a lot to me, and that definitely helped. Now, Elon, how important was it for you to be yourself during your interview process, and do you think that's what helped get you into the program? That was literally the most important part for me. Um, when I first walked in, I was extremely nervous, but seeing Ms. Beatrice and Ms. Ashley, they made it so, like, like a calming atmosphere, so, like, it was, like, my nerves just, like, rushed out the second I walked in. And Maribel, the nervous talker, <laughs> you know, what was the process like for you? Did you kind of practice, like, maybe some practice questions in your mind as you drove from Fayetteville to Griffin? <laughs> um, or did I, you do the interview virtually? I did the interview at the Griffin campus. I actually did a mock interview with my chemistry teacher, and I actually had to rush to write a resume and the, like, reference letter and such. I didn't know it was needed until I mentioned it to my marketing teacher, and he's like, so where's your resume? And I was like, tight <laughs> And I had to pretty much rush and type all this crazy stuff, bring bring back to mind everything about myself as possible. Now we're going to work now from uh, from what is my left to my right, and, and we're going to college is not only a time to discover what it is you want to do sometimes it's a time to discover what it is you don't want to do so what in the young scholars program in your week plus in (laughs) has been the most challenging or something that might have been a little bit more disagreeable than the rest i would say probably the uniformity or i guess tediousness for lack of better terms of the research process as in like the tiny little things like Elon and I had to spend we had to weigh um, was it 496 grass samples of dry weights for grass and we had to weigh each one and we had to separate the tiny little pieces of grass from the sand and that was as (laughs) Chance says monotonous well yeah the 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 minutiae of some of the research projects and now now, Elon has has there been something that uh, has been the least favorite to you perhaps same thing like cause we had to put the grass in strainers and like strain it out to get all the sand out so it took a very long time so mainly like doing monotonous work that's like very tedious with because i know the field i want to go into that i have to do like a lot of research so it's not like the research part but it's like actually like doing the thing and like trying to make it perfect is really my thing well i have to admire you both because i would have said cutting grass <laughs> I have cut grass a total of one time in my entire life, and I don't intend to do it again. (laughs) So I'll give you both mad props getting into the hip lingo on doing that. Now, I also have to admire Chance and Emma because they're dealing with bugs. And, look, it's not that I I have a fear of bugs like some people do, but I I prefer to stick to the nature shows for that. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Chance, has there been something that uh, has surprised you that maybe you didn't like as much as some of the other things? Or are you so immersed in the lab experience that it's all good well unlike i I enjoy the monotony which is fun considering that we've just been sorting beetles live beetles japanese beetles by sex so we can do an upcoming experiment you lift their skirt i mean how how does one do that 
It's really interesting. <laughs> On their front legs, females will have... They have two spikes. Females will have a larger front spike, and it's more rounded. They have bigger knees, as the person teaching us told us. And you look at it under a microscope, and you throw them in a bin. Uh, we've done... What? Between us, we've done, what, 3,000? Something like that? Uh, yeah, we've done a lot. We've done... So if 496 was monotonous, let's imagine a, a, a sample size of 3,000. Yes, sir. I feel bad for complaining now. <laughs> and we're only two weeks in, but I've really enjoyed that part. However, looking at all of the people outside working in the field, I don't want to do that. I'm happy in my lab. Yeah, I, I really thought our crop and soil science students would say, you know, the heat has been the worst part. But Actually, I, it hasn't really... The heat, we were lucky on the day we went out. It was right. cloudy. It wasn't. It was last week down. on Tuesday, and it was actually enjoyable. So, Emma, has there been something that was just kind of, you know, I didn't know this was going to be a part of it? Um, I will say, unlike Chance, maybe the monotony isn't my cup of tea. I will. <laughs> um, I mean, it really hasn't been bad, but since last Monday, we've been counting beetles. And I know on average, we average about, what, like 400 a day, each of us. Yep. So, we're, yeah, we're sitting there from... <laughs> Uh, 8 to 12, and then we take our lunch, and then 12 to 4.30, and or 1 to 4.30, and we're counting beetles all day. So yep. it hasn't been too bad, but it is kind of getting – I feel like I'm very good at it. I don't need the microscope <laughs> anymore. Really? So yeah. I was going to ask, you know, when you're identifying them, are you using a microscope to find these spikes that I've just been made aware of, or can you do it by sight now? I mean, yeah, when we started, honestly, I struggled a lot with trying to even figure out what I was looking for. And, but then when I figured it out, I mean, now, yeah, I just pick them up and don't even have to look under the microscope. Okay, so Chance, I mean, this is kind of the same thing for you. Can you identify them without means of a microscope? I can. Could you before? I could not before. Well, sort of. And I can now, but I still prefer. I, I pick it up, put it under the microscope, take about two seconds to look, and then put it up. And is there any part of you... And, and, and Elon and Maribel, y'all feel free to jump in on this. Is there any part of you that kind of freaks out a little bit when they start squirming since you're dealing with live samples? Because, I mean, that would I would get unnerved a little bit. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, that, that would be tough for me. But uh, Miss Beatrice, we're bringing you back in. You know, uh, how can our listeners help support the project? I mean, you know, the... Does YSP, did, do you, I mean, it's funded through the University of Georgia, but if, if our listeners are interested in the program and want to help financially, is there a way for them to do that? Thank you for putting that plug in there because we always need financial support for the program because the students, once again, they are paid to do this type of research. So if they're interested in supporting us, please just contact me at the UGA Griffin campus. You can just look up my name, Beatrice Cunningham, but I, I, I will also provide my email address. It's my first name, B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E at uga.edu. Or the easiest way is just to go to the Griffin campus website, look, look me up and give me a call, and you can certainly support the Young Scholars Program. I mean, the money will help support their supplies, T-shirts, uh, even their meals that we provide on Fridays comes out of these funds. Yes, comes out of those funds. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's a, look, it's a great endeavor, and uh, you know, have you, have you done any studies or just a, you know a, a cursory glance at the number of students who have participated in the Young Scholar Program that continue their education, maybe not necessarily at UGA Griffin, but at least at, at one of the University of Georgia institutions. So what we do is each summer we we do keep a database of the Young Scholars Program participants and alumni. 
So for the Griffin campus, we've had over 700 students, I think it's over 750 students now to date that have participated in the program since its inception. And the students, the numbers may not seem all that large, it's because students participate once they come one year, they participate for multiple years. So we don't count them twice. Uh, but the students go on to various research, uni research universities. Some of our students go on to UGA. Of course, some go off to Duke. We got one student that's over at Duke right now that's trying to become a doctor, studying to become a doctor. But when we look at percentages, we have a percentage rate of 98% of the students who have participated have gone on to colleges and universities. Then when we break it down and look at who have pursued STEM type majors, the percentage is somewhere around 80%. So we're really happy with those results. As you should be. Yeah, we're exposing these students to various opportunities and careers that they can pursue. And... Uh, getting them interested in ag and environmental sciences. Do the Athens and Tifton campuses call you for advice or are they now well established enough in their own programs that they have a good handle on it like you do here in Griffin? Oh, they have a good handle on it. So we all collaborate during the whole academic year. So we start planning this. As soon as this program is over in July, we start. Y'all out the door. Yes. <laughs> but the coordinators start planning probably around August, September. It, now, it, it's a lot of work that's behind the scenes that goes into making the program as great as it is. I have to ask my students here to, uh, to forgive my ignorance, but uh, Maribel is the only one that I can remember that reported being a junior. Everyone else is a senior? Yes, I'm a junior, too. You're a junior, too? Yes. Would, Chance, you're a... Senior. And Emma? Senior. So you, we have two juniors, two seniors. So we're not to exclude our seniors, our elder statesmen, mm -hmm. but would you consider coming back if the program was, you know, as it's going for you so far, is it something you'd consider next summer, particularly in light of the travel component? Oh, definitely. I really enjoy it, so yes, I would. I'd say the travel component is definitely a key seller here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, would, that would sell me. <laughs> now, you have on occasion, Miss Beatrice, had third-year students. I mean, of course, that can't happen now because of COVID. But, uh, you know, how dedicated must one be to go after their sophomore, junior, and senior years? Now, and, and then correct me on this, just so our listeners will know if they want to sign up for next year. They must have completed their sophomore year, correct? That's correct. So we look at students who have completed their sophomore year, had at least one science uh, chemistry level course. And they have to be at least 16 years to participate in the program because these students are hired on as University of Georgia employees. And they have to be able to drive themselves. Yep. Most of them have to be able to drive. Some of them still get dropped off, and that's fine. <laughs> I hit your ride. Yeah. But, but I wanted to also mention, which I failed to mention earlier, another component of the program. So the last three days of the program, the students get a chance to go to the Athens campus so that they get an experience of being on a bigger, larger college campus. So they get a chance to get comfortable being in a higher education environment. And when they're there, they'll get a chance to meet with some various admissions counselors. Uh, they'll also meet up with the young scholars from the Athens and Tifton campuses. So then we'll close out the program after the students do their research. We'll close out with the closing ceremony on the Friday, the last Friday of the program where the parents and the mentors get a chance to come out and the students can showcase what they've learned throughout the whole summer. Yeah, That's a fun component. So by that time they're done with their research and it's really you can let your hair down and just really have a lot of fun. But they do have a presentation to give. They do. So students will give their presentations this year on July 12th here in the Griffin campus so please come out and join us and listen to our students as they present their presentations uh, we will have 
the presentations in the second floor lobby of the Student Learning Center. And because, again, we've, we're returning from COVID after two-year hiatus, so all of the students will present poster presentations. The format in the past is first-year students present posters and returning young scholars present an oral presentation along with a PowerPoint. But again, since all of our students are first-year students, they'll all present posters. Now, my, to our students, uh, do you routinely or have you participated in a high school science fair? Because the, to, this is kind of what it amounts to. And, you know, is that something that, you know, do you, Emma, do you consider yourself science-oriented to start with? Um, so I do, I'm very active in FFA in Tiff County, and I know this past year I competed in the Ag Science Fair, so I had to create a poster about a project, and so I think that'll, that'll be some good experience going into this. So I kind of have a little bit of a background, but. On a chance, you know, knowing that you're just seeing the passion and how you light up when we start talking entomology, <laughs> clearly you are of a scientific mind. Yes. But, uh, you know, so you participate in this, and the poster thing is not a daunting challenge for you? To put it in the words of my mother, our family may not win the athletic competitions, but we win science fairs. <laughs> and Elon, I mean, is this, you know, science fair? I mean, I, I have to admit that's that's kind of beyond me. So, you know, is I, is it something that you enjoy or is it something that, you know, you're you're willing to tackle because it's a requirement? Um, I'm like I'm enjoying it's like a lot of research for us mainly with like turf grass but I'm enjoying it because I've never like participated in a science fair but I don't know if like with my chemistry like we she would have us do like different posters and stuff for class so I'm kind of like well known on that but science fair is not so much and Maribel I, I same question <laughs> for you um I would say I enjoy the actual presentation part more than the putting together of the poster part so but I will say to if anyone's listening to this and you're scared of science fair don't be because I think it's actually kind of enjoyable when you're up there. Well, you all have a homework assignment, and I, I have no way to grade you, so if you don't do it, you know, what can I do? But I want you to Google something. Science Fair, and then follow that with the name Susan Messina. This young lady is destined for greatness, and her project was why everyone hates the Science Fair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And is it the greatest project I have ever seen in my life? That young lady is destined for greatness. I don't know. I think how much uh, sawdust can you put in Rice Krispie treats before people notice is up there. Okay, we're going to start back with with him. Oh, now, now the next time I eat a Rice Krispie treat, that's what I'm going to be thinking. So, and uh, you made me forget my question too. Nice job, Tim. That that's great. I'm going to have to scan that the sheet here to come up. Uh, now. You're going to go into environmental law, perhaps. Yes, sir. I, I, I just remembered my question. Tell me a fact, one fact that you have learned in your week and a half or close to two weeks on campus now that our listeners won't know about entomology. Okay. Um, wow, that was a lot of pressure. You just put that was I wasn't ready. Um, let's see. Help me out. Um, let's see. I would this is not a group project. <laughs> if we're talking about like beetles, um, I would say that I didn't know this that the female Japanese beetles bury themselves into the ground whenever they go to lay their um, larva. There you go. No chance. Same question. No copying. So uh, you know, tell us something that you know you didn't know that you have learned. It's like wow. You know, this is something I will remember. Yeah. Um. Just looking at all of the work that goes on in our lab, 
there's, first off, good lord, is there a lot of species of bees? Because <laughs> we've got people pinning bees, and I've seen more bees that I didn't think there were that many bees on this planet. I think that uh, Becky English, Becky Griffin, up in the Blairsville office that does the Great Pollinator, I think she said there's 3,000 species here in Georgia alone. Yeah, given how many I've seen pinned, that seems accurate. <laughs> So now, crop and soil sciences, and I mean no offense to Elon or Maribel when I ask this question, but you don't strike me as crop and soil enthusiast outside of work. <laughs> Elon, tell me something that you've learned. Um, I've learned that when you use salt and like turf grass, it helps retain the moisture better. Like when you water it, it helps the turf grass stay watered. Maribel? I've learned the complexity of herbicides they sound easy it's like roundup you know that's how i thought it was you just spray it kill it call it a day no there's a lot more to it there's exact measurements and i can't even call to them there's actually an entire book it's probably like an inch thick that explains every single different type of herbicide and how it should be applied i will guarantee both <laughs> of you working in crop and soil sciences particularly with, with you working with turf grasses before long, you will be driving down the road, and you will see a lawn that looks awful. And you will be able to identify what, what is wrong with that yard and why it looks the way it does. Yes, sir. Yes. We're starting to get to the point. I think I can start naming grasses. and be like, oh, this is Seashore Past Palum. This what is Top Bermuda? Eskew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's seen that unfortunate because but, you know, Emma is living with a family in Pitch, staying with family, I'm assuming, in Peachtree City. You know, do you, when you go home, what do you tell them? that your day was like what, what do you say to them um uh well the my first response is counted some more beetles today because that's like i said that's what we've been doing for the past week but it really has been interesting and yeah uh just counting beetles honestly is the answer <laughs> to their question well as chance pointed out they might not win the academic the athletic competitions but they're sure going to do okay in the science fair so i'm sure you know you have a familial interest and when you get home was how was your day what did you do what do you say I usually sit counting beetles, but I go into more specifics as to how they're different, what some of the other undergrads are doing. We've got a graduate student who's working with ambrosia beetles that is definitely impressive. Those Did things not are know tiny. there was such a thing. <laughs> so, see, you're, you, you've come up with two facts now. I, sh I should be writing these down. Elon, well, you know, what, when you, at the end of your day, you know, how do you describe it to family? I usually say I've been cutting grass pretty much because that's like our day to day. Does that become an expectation at home? Say, well, if you were at work, you know, you can do it here too. Does yes, like before I even started the program, my parents were like, "Are oh, you going to help us in the yard? You're going to tell us how to like plant stuff." So yes, business advice, and we're going to get off track just a little bit. But business advice: you have mm -hmm. an Italian ice business, mm -hmm. which means that at this time of the year, you're rolling in capital. <laughs> you 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 sublet that job. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it yourself. Now, Maribel, what do you say to your parents, to your family? You have siblings as well. You know, what, and they ask, well, what did you do today? And what's your typical response? Well, I actually record myself doing each job. And Elon does as well, so he can remember. So I have, I'll just send them a video of me doing my little grass cutting, show them the process. And my dad's like, oh, great, now you can trim the bushes. It's a common response. You know, parents like to utilize their children's careers, I guess. Now, Emma and Chances are entomologists. Do, you, do your parents come to you like if they happen to, you know, somebody's going to get a bug in the house at some point. 
So when that happens, do they scream for you, come identify this, is this dangerous? Does that happen yet? Not yet, and I, I can't say I'm excited for the day that it does. <laughs> it's less come identify and more, I'm not touching it, you get it. <laughs> the, with the bottom of the shoe, or do you, are you one of those that try to let it, it survive? You and just grab it and throw it outside. Now, you're, you're much more humane than I am, so I, I, I'll have to give you mad props for that as well. Now, Miss Beatrice, before we get time get away from us, I mean, you know, this, again, these are my favorite programs of the year because we get a chance to, to visit with just some really bright minds. But for the people who might be interested for next year, you know, when do they need to really start giving serious to consideration to an application process? Yes, so we start the application process October 15th of every year. So we've so got a ways. We've got a ways, and then they have have quite a bit of time to get those applications in because the deadline is not until January 31st. So students would have to submit an online application for the Young Scholars Program and you can just search University of Georgia Young Scholars Program and it'll take you right to the website where the application is. Um, but in addition to the online application they also have to submit a copy of their transcript, two letters of recommendation from a math or science teacher or ag teacher and uh, then we start reviewing applications around February and bring them in for interviews around March and then notify students by April 1st. And that's how that timeline works. That's interesting, the letters of recommendation. So, Emma, I'm coming to pick on you again. I hit you with a question you weren't. Who wrote your letters of recommendation? Who did you approach? Um, so, the first person that I approached was my um, horticulture teacher. Her name is Ashley Thorne. And then my second letter of recommendation came from my environmental science teacher um, at the high school. And Chance, who wrote your letters? My AP bio teacher and my pre-calculus teacher. And where do you go? Which of the local schools do you go to? I'm at St. George's Episcopal over in Milner. We know where that is, the SGES. Yep. And Beatrice, do we get a lot of private school or homeschool students? And are homeschool students eligible for the YSP? Yes, they certainly are. We, we are open to all students. It, again, we look at students who have an interest in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, agricultural science, environmental science, even food science. So, uh, yeah, we're open to everyone, everyone. And we even send out information to the local private schools as well so that they have information about the program. We send out flyers, brochures, and also links to the various Young Scholars Program videos so they can share that with their young people. Elon, who, who wrote your letters? Did you have to approach them? Or, you know, and, and how do you, you know, how do you broach that stuff? Hey, I need a letter of recommendation. Can you hook me up? I went to teachers that I've been very comfortable with, either their past or present. So I went to my teacher, uh, Mrs. Beer, which was my geometry teacher, and Mr. Jadis, which was my physical science teacher. So all, most of you have, picked, have chosen at least one science teacher at, at this point. Maribel, did you take the same route? Uh, yes, sir. I just asked my math teacher, Miss Julie Spencer, and my chemistry teacher, Miss Christy Lance. Now, did you guys get to see your letters of recommendation? I mean, did they hand them to you and you turn them in, or do they submit them directly to the institution? Um, for me, it was actually, she thought that, oh, I thought that I was supposed to mail them in, but then I realized you actually just link them on, so I was like, oops, but I got to read it, and it's kind of nice hearing about yourself <laughs> in that way. It's so sweet. Hey, Lon, was it like that for you as well? My math teacher, she has showed me her recommendation. It was, like, so nice. I was like, oh, wow, but, like, my science teacher, I had to see his, but, yeah. Chance I asked them to write one and prayed they wrote something good, and I have yet to see it. Would you like to? I mean, I, not that they would let you, but is, is that something you would like to see? or Probably. 
I mean, I'm, cause, I'm, I'm curious mostly. I mean, you know? can egg somebody's car if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and Emma, did you see your letters of recommendation? I did not. Yeah, just like Chance, that they were attached to the application, and I didn't see them otherwise. But I, I probably I would like to see them. I would say that. Well, for for, for our two juniors, for Elon and Maribel, if y'all need a recommendation letter next year, I do carry a small, tiny bit of weight on the UGA Griffin <laughs> campus. I was, Elon and Maribel, they're cool. Love Tony, and y'all will get in. Mm-hmm. So you. just just we'll remember, be sure, we'll be sure to contact. Just remember, now for the second year, they don't need the letter of recommendations anymore. I mean, because you have you know a good wealth of information on them by the time they're ready to come back. Well, that's a good question. They still need to submit an application along with a transcript and letters of recommendation. Uh, but typically, if they are a returning student, if they get a good report from their previous mentor then they're automatically accepted into the program. Well, that's great. We're running out of time, and I really, I've got to point this out. I'm not supposed to. The radio station is going to get very aggravated with me over this, but it is hot as hell in here today. <laughs> and, I mean, literally, the temperature in the studio right now is 96 degrees. Oh, wow. And we had a power outage overnight, and the air is not wanting to cooperate as it should. So we really have to give it up to Beatrice Cunningham and our four students today as they have really sweltered. And and when you talk about sweating something out, we're being literal about it today. (laughs) But, Ms. Beatrice, is there any final thing that you would like, uh, you know, the young people who may be listening or parents or grandparents who who might think that, that their child or grandchild would have an interest in the program and need to know that we have not covered? No, I think we've covered it all. Just just know that this is a six-week paid summer internship program. They get a chance to conduct hands-on research with real scientists at the University of Georgia, which is a top-tier research institution in the state of Georgia. And again, they get paid to do this type of research. In addition to that, they get a t- chance to attend various college preparatory workshops and learn all about various types of soft skills that they can use and take with them the rest of their lives. And those that return a second year and graduate and plan to turn the University of Georgia, they get a chance to participate in the international travel experience. So I think that kind of wraps it up. And we've really had a good time visiting with you today, Tony. So thank you for having us. Look, and- the pleasure's all on this side of this blazing console. Y'all think it's bad <laughs> over there. Come try this side. Uh, now, Emma Brown, final thing from you. What are your plans once the program is over? What are you going to do with the rest of your summer? Um, so in Tiff County, we start school at the end of July. So I have about a week, and I think I'm going to the beach with the family, and then when, as soon as we come back, I'll start with senior year. Chance, your plans for the remainder of the summer? If I have it my way, I will spend the rest of the summer also working at the UGA Griffin campus, but we'll see how that I, goes. I, I, I'm sure they'll, they'll try. They'll do all they can to find a place. Elon, what have you got planned for your summer? Um, After this, mainly just relaxing, because I go to the school, like, the first week in August. So. As most schools, I think even Griffin does that. Maribel, I mean, I y'all go back at August third, I think, in, in Fayette County. So, uh, you know, what are you gonna what are you gonna do for your week, week and a half? I am going to row my life out. <laughs> <laughs> Rowing, as in crew. <laughs> I'm going to go attend camps. So you you're a rower. Yes, sir. Uh, does the Stars Mill have a rowing? Oh uh, no, I row you do with this independently. Um, Peachtree City Rowing Club. Where do you sit in the, uh, do you do one man, two, two person? <laughs> are you in the four person I crew? At regionals, I rode a double and I was the bowman. 
so I kind of controlled the boat. I could be the one that hollered stroke, but that'd be about <laughs> the extent of my usefulness. But I want to thank all of our guests today. We've been joined today by Beatrice Cunningham, the project manager and Young Scholars Program Coordinator on the UGA Griffin campus, and a group of just terrific students. Emma Barr has been with us. She's working in the entomology department, as is Chance Matlock-Carter. And then from the crop and soil sciences, we have our young people, Elon Brown and Maribel Foppy. It's, it's been a great pleasure, and we thank you for, for sweltering with us today. And listeners, we thank you for your time and hope that you will join us 167 hours from right this very minute when we bring you the next installment of the UGA Griffin Campus News. Thanks for joining us for today's program of UGA Griffin Campus News. Listen each Thursday morning at 9 for UGA Griffin Campus News on WKU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, and The Rock 88.9 FM and streamed live on the WKURadio.com website. Today's program was made possible by Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors.